Good afternoon. It is the end of the month, August the 31st on Tuesday, and you're listening to your source for interviews and community discussion, Michigan Speak Out, part of SME Community Radio's podcast that we offer free of charge. We are going to talk today to Chad Crabtree from the Indiana Democrats. But before then, let's go ahead and go into the news. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. There have so far been no confirmed Hurricane Ida deaths in Louisiana. That this afternoon from Governor John Bell Edwards. He says after rescues, repairing catastrophic damage to the state's power grid is the main goal. As soon as possible, but to prioritize uh, the things that really are the, the, the priorities for, for repowering. Meaning hospitals, says they're near capacity. He also says evacuees should not come back until the state's ready to receive them. Nearly all of southeastern Louisiana has lost electricity. Cleanup and rebuilding has begun where possible in Louisiana at sound of a generator in Metairie, suburb of New Orleans. It sits below sea level and took on heavy storm damage. Some volunteers from Houston, Texas are helping with that recovery. Kara Adams founded Texas Relief Warriors. They need civilian disaster relief teams to come in and help. Um, They can't get through this without us. She founded the organization after Hurricane Harvey hit Houston back in 2017. The House Freedom Caucus in Washington is criticizing the Biden administration for pulling the military out of Afghanistan before all American citizens who wanted could evacuate. Republican Congressman Mike McCall of Texas today at the U.S. Capitol. We left Afghanistan as the Taliban celebrated their victory. And we've all seen the images and how sickening it is that we had an unconditional surrender to the Taliban. The State Department says between one and 200 American citizens who want out are still there, says it's trying to reach them through text and email, that it's still committed to helping them leave. U.S. consumer confidence fell this month. It's now at the lowest level since February. The conference board says Americans are concerned about rapid spread of the Delta variant and higher inflation, driving up costs for things like food and gas. Says that's what likely drove its index to a six-month low. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. All right, thank you so much for the news. This is Keith Thews, your host, and the show is Michigan Speak Out, where we get a chance to talk to you or you can get a chance to talk to us. Remember, we have a voice message link that's at the top of our announcement page on Facebook under SME Community Radio. So please take advantage of that. We want to hear from you on whatever topic is on your mind. Please have fun with it. Uh, we just like to talk and listen and, and give you a chance to, uh, to speak out. Speaking of speaking out, we have a chance to talk to Chad Crabtree today. And I uh, had a great interview with him from the Indiana Democrats. Remembering a legend of the City Council of Elkhart, Mary Olson, who passed away early last week. And so I wanted to just get his thoughts and remembrance of such a wonderful servant as he described her. So that interview is coming up as well as I'll talk to him on other topics on the Democrat Party and 
The war in Afghanistan ended yesterday. 24 hours ago, the last soldier boarded the plane. We got a picture of the gentleman, and he is named. So check that out on our Facebook. Um, it was posted this morning. And uh, so we only, from what I've heard on the news reports, there's about 100 uh, Americans still left over in that country. But the Taliban, obviously, according to CBS News, is celebratory. And uh, time to move on. It's been since September 11th, after September 11th's attack, that uh, we were over there to uh, defeat the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and definitely try to find Osama bin Laden. And obviously that gentleman was taken out by President Obama back in his administration. So get ready for that interview. Uh, we also have a, uh, a news alert that was posted this morning from Sylvia Stark. We're going to be bringing that to you. And that'll be after the interview with Chad Crabtree. And then also, I had a podcast at lunch today. We're counting down the days and counting down the hours to the launch of an all-civilian space crew. Yes, no professional astronauts. All average Joes, three days to five days, and 300 miles up. What an experience that's going to be to watch. And we're going to be bringing information from Axios and other sources on weekly podcast as the launch approaches September 15th. So let's go ahead and go on to the weather forecast. And then after the weather, we will be back with my interview with Chad Crabtree. Stay tuned. You're listening to Miss Yeah Speak Out on SME Community Radio's podcast channel. Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. Do you feel like your emotions are all over the place? That's normal during this abnormal time. There are a number of ways to cope. Maintain a healthy routine, get enough sleep, eat nutritious food, and exercise at least 30 minutes each day. Schedule some time to talk with a friend or family member. And remember, you can always take a few deep breaths to feel more centered. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. Detailed forecast today, sunny, with a high near 81. Calm wind becoming northeast around 5 miles per hour in the morning. Tonight partly cloudy, with a low around 57. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday sunny, with a high near 78. Northeast wind 5 to 15 miles per hour. Wednesday night clear, with a low around 52. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday sunny, with a high near 78. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday night mostly clear, with a low around 52. Friday mostly sunny, with a high near 78. Friday night a 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 59. Good afternoon, Chad. How are you doing today? Hey, Keith. I'm well, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing just fine. I see you're able to connect. So what was the magic trick to make it work? Uh, I did not go through the Facebook link. I actually copied the link and put it in my browser. Oh, good. Good. That'll be good for other guests to, uh, to know. So uh, thanks for the tip. It's... We're we're still new at this, and still right, yeah. You know, well, I have to say the weather is sure definitely broke and uh, making it a lot easier on people. Um, question for you though is: uh, last week we lost a great person in the city council for Elkhart, 
Mary mm-hmm. Olton. And I was wondering if you could share a few memories of Mary um, that, that you might have. Um, well, Mary Olson was a great lady. Um, she was definitely had the heart of the city um, always on her shoulder. Um, the care of, of concerns of residents. She didn't care what your background was, uh, where you came from, where you're going, um, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Uh, she had the best interests of the city at heart. Um, you know, I consider Mary a friend. We always had pleasant words. Uh, I when I ran for the city for city council the second time I ran at large and ultimately it would have been against her as well. We had a great relationship. We exchanged ideas, had questions, uh, exchanged concerns um, in that sense. But um, there's definitely a large hole in the city of Elkhart uh, due to the loss of councilwoman uh, Mary Olson. Indeed. And this is even the third most public uh, death this year. We lost Dave Miller and then Coach Kurth and now right. Mary Holton uh, right. on all that. Right. Is there any specific uh, additional event that you can think of when it comes to uh, remembering Mary? Um, you know, um, n- n- one particular doesn't come to mind. I mean, she was she, she was not a a flamboyant, uh, an individual that was craving attention. She, you know, she was in the back benches. She was in the back scenes. Um, you know, she did her work behind the curtain, so to speak. Uh, you know, she didn't want a lot of limelight uh, for the work she did. Um, I mean, and that's one thing that, you know, brings my note to Mary is because she, she truly was a servant leader. Um, working for the people of the city of Elkhart uh, for the best uh, moving, the, moving the city forward. Ah, such poignant words, and all done with love and humility. Oh, goodness. So, so Chad, uh, tell me a little bit more um, on your opinion. Now that the war in Afghanistan is is over with, now we're shifting gears to more up-to-date events. Um, Give me your thoughts, your personal recollections as the last soldier departed, you know, that country yesterday, about 24 hours ago. And then Uh, what are you hearing from your fellow Democrats in the state and, and federal levels. Yeah, definitely. Um, in that sense, you know, we, we have uh, left, you know, the last American has left uh, Afghanistan. We've, we've been in that country for uh, a good many years, more so than we, we, we should have been. Um, you know, unfortunately, it seems like the United States is 911 to the world. Uh, and we can be that to some extent, but we have to have limits in that mm-hmm. sense. Obviously, when they said, you know, uh, human life, you know, is important, all human life and any any soldier that dies is one too many in that sense. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, that is the cost of war, which which we hate. Um, you know, I wish we could do this peacefully. Um, you know, unfortunately, there are bad guys in the world um, and, you know, we don't want them to overrun the world. We want uh, to maintain peace and civility. Uh, but not not everyone's like that, unfortunately. But, you know, now that we're out of there, we can focus on other problems, uh, either in the world or in the United States. As you probably know, Ida has taken a strong stance and has come forcefully into uh, the Louisiana uh, Delta in that sense. Um, you know, heard a number of people mm-hmm. without electricity, without water, flooded homes in that sense. Um, you know, there are problems here in the United States that the Biden-Harris administration can refocus on. 
and and you know you know what the president said when he was elected build back better all right all right and so um before i let you go there chad i really appreciate your time with us and being able to to do uh interviews tell us what's the latest on the uh indiana democrats well, the Indiana Democrats, you know, we um, I think I said it before. Well, specifically, we're looking for a new district chair. Uh, I know our, our current district chair has resigned, so we'll be holding a caucus on September 13th to elect a new district chair for the second district Democratic Party. Um, and this is an off year, so we're recruiting candidates for the upcoming elections in 2022, which will be literally from precinct committee chairs, state delegates, all the way up to uh, – Congress, as well as uh, U.S. Senator. Okay, and do you know, I know that the Democrats are definitely trying to work with the Republicans on this. Do we know what the borders are now going to be looking like for the districts? Is there going to be any significant uh, changes coming up? We, you know, Keith, that's a good question. We do not know. Unfortunately, the Republicans like to do that behind closed doors. I know they had a dog and pony show show around the state uh, listening to voters and a number, a wide majority of voters said we would like another road tour of when the lines are made and a bipartisan uh, commission to draw the lines like several states have done. Um, so you don't take into, you know, party affiliation, that and the other. Um, and, and it's been proven that that's the better way to do it. And unfortunately, the Republican Party in Indiana doesn't want to hear that. And they want to keep keep the power to themselves because it's been shown Democrats can win. Well, th this state goes typically 55, 45 Democrat, Repu Republican, Democrat. But if you look at the Indiana General Assembly, it's about 70, 30 now, how is that how is that representative of what the state is? It's not, and unfortunately, uh, the the Indiana uh, Republican Party and the General Assembly, which is a, in a super majority, uh, the Democrats do not even have to come to work for business to be done, can push this legislation through and draw the lines of how they see it. All right, and so personally, do you think that uh, the city of Elkhart is still going to have a split as far as the district is concerned? Because obviously we were having part of it with Jackie Wilarski and and District Two, and then I think it was District One or we had, Three. We had we were split. We were actually two. We were actually three, and they were in Fort Wayne was two. It basically split Elkhart County. That was ten years ago. Um, currently, the Elkhart the Elkhart County is in one congressional district, which is District Two. They could split us. They could not split us. I'm hoping I would like to see all counties all across the state be in one separate one one district itself. Don't split counties the best you can. But I mean, I will admit is it is a difficult uh, a difficult job, but it can be done. So uh, I would need I would encourage everyone to contact their state representative, uh, their state senator and encourage um, a bipartisan commission to draw the lines. Um, Representative Timothy Wesco, uh, Osceola, who represents part of Elkhart County, is the chair of the Elections and Apportionment Committee, which is one that's in charge of drawing the lines. All right. And how can folks get in touch with Tim Wesco? Uh, they would need to call the Indiana State House. Uh, you just Google the Indiana State House and they would. it's a 1-800 number. I don't have that number off the top of my head, but they would just need to contact them and ask to speak with uh, uh, Representative Wesco. All right. Great. Great. So 
Thank you so much, Chad, for joining us this afternoon for Michigan Speak Out. You got any big plans for this coming Labor Day? I do not. No, I well, I think I'm going out of town, so let's hope that holds true. All right. And uh, I know of somebody that's kind of riding the fence on going down to Illinois and whether they're going to camp wilderness style primitive or not. Uh, mm-hmm. ride the fence. And I know I'm going to be up here and hopefully we'll get a chance to see the uh, Labor Day parade and, and definitely be participating with the uh, annual uh, MDA um, show yeah. strength that we're going to be doing on Michiana homegrown talent radio Sunday into Monday. So it's going to be pretty busy. So, Thank you so much, Chad, and look forward to talking to you in the future. Excellent. Thanks so much, Keith. Have a great week. You too. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. And we'll be back. I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here is the latest World Corporation issue issue a mask mandate. John Glenn's World Corporation will issue a mask mandate starting on September 1st. Elkhart Community Schools is still 50 lunch pairs short. They just entered and planted a new program with a young adult program who are 18 to 21-year-olds who have some kind of learning disability and special needs are coming into the schools to intern with us. We are pairs are training them in the cafeteria staff. There are three trainees at Monger where I'm working at. There is two on the floor. One of them is a runner. One is training to be a custodian. There were the protests scheduled on August 27th at Oakland Community Schools on the intersection of California Road and Napanee. The word is they had a good turnout of staff and students and parents all day coming in to support them. It is responsibility that we are wearing masks in the schools, whether or not we agree or disagree with the outcome. Wearing a mask is to protect the students. There is a business opportunity coming up the week of September 20th for homecoming. We are asking students to paint windows of businesses. If you would like your business to have a student paint, please contact sstarskinski at elkhart.k12.in.us. The email address, once again, is c. S-T-A-R-Z-Y-K at Elkhart.K12.in.us For business opportunity, if you would like students to paint the windows, have a great, wonderful day. Prologue. Hi, I'm Miriam Kramer. I'm the space reporter at Axios, and I'm the host this season of How It Happened. We'll get to what's coming in a moment, but before that, I need to talk about what's been going on which is a new era of spaceflight. You're probably hearing more about space right now than you have in the last decade or so. There was the triumphant return of human spaceflight launches from U.S. soil last year. And for the first time ever, a private company is about to launch people into orbit. And then this summer, just a few weeks ago with Richard Branson, 
the billionaire founder of Virgin Galactic. Now the first person to reach the edge of space in his very own spacecraft. You have Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin. Bezos takes flight aboard his new Shepard spaceship. I want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. Really, I got to say, it's a little concerning that all of a sudden every billionaire is in a race to leave Earth. 2021 has been what I would call an exceptional year in space. I have never seen anything quite like this. SpaceX plans to fly its first civilian crew into space later this year. But this didn't just come out of nowhere. It's been developing in the background for years. I started covering space in 2012, about a year after the end of the space shuttle program. The space shuttle spreads its wings, final time for the start of a sentimental journey into history. Even before the space shuttle landed for the final time, there were private companies waiting in the wings, looking for new ways to take more people to space. The rise of these private companies has allowed them to propel space forward in ways that only nations were able to before. It's gonna be exciting because you're seeing the rise of commercial spaceflight, but at the same time, there were people rooting for Jeff Bezos not to come back. This is not just good or bad, this is a very complicated time in space. But I've been paying attention to another mission this year. It's called Inspiration4. Four private citizens on a chartered SpaceX capsule will orbit the Earth for about three days. And there's not a single professional astronaut among them. Here's why I think this SpaceX mission is important. The flights that Bezos and Branson took were simpler, easier, far shorter, and required very little training. Plus, unlike the SpaceX mission, they didn't go to orbit. Bezos and Branson flew on suborbital flights. These suborbital missions last a matter of minutes, but Inspiration4 will be in orbit for three days. They'll also fly higher than the International Space Station, which is about 250 miles above the Earth. I don't think that when a five-year-old is dreaming about becoming an astronaut that they are dreaming about a suborbital trip to space. Elon Musk founded SpaceX with a bigger vision. He wants to bring about a future in which people aren't just living on Earth, but are living on Mars and other planets. Uh, in order to make Mars work, we, we need kind of the next generation of, of rockets and spacecraft. And look, SpaceX is a gutsy company. They came into this industry and said, the way that all of you have been doing this for all these decades, it sucks. And we're going to completely change it. They were seen as sort of this like little kid brother, you know, sort of a fuck up and interesting, but wasn't going to amount to anything. And they proved everybody wrong. You've got to take big chances in order for the potential for a big positive outcome. SpaceX grew from this tiny startup to an absolute beast in the industry. They are one of the most successful and one of the most popular rocket companies on Earth today. SpaceX's Dragon will ferry American astronauts back and forth to the International Space Station. And they did it by doing things differently. They use this philosophy of push something to the point of breaking and then figure out why it broke and make sure it doesn't break again. It does appear, though, that uh, another exciting test, as we say. This is all working towards SpaceX's goal of getting to Mars. 
They're working out the technical kinks of what it takes to get people to space. And it can help pay the bills in the meantime. So far, SpaceX has flown humans to space three times. SpaceX performing so far right on the dot. And with two American lives on the line, this could not have gone better today. The next time they fly people is just weeks away, and it won't be like any other mission. And that very mission, from inception to launch, is what's coming this season on How It Happened. I'll take you inside this mission. Whoa, this is the first mission, and we gotta, we gotta get this right. How it came together. And you could be on board. Believe me, it's not a golden ticket to space. It's two golden tickets to space. When the crew was selected, I immediately said, yes, yes, thank you. It felt a lot like when Harry Potter found out he was a wizard. You cannot pick what happens to you in your life, but you can definitely choose how you go through it. I still wanted to try and be an astronaut, even after the rejection, to some extent even more so. How they went from strangers to a crew. The only way you get there is by practicing. Training material, today's four quizzes. We've gone from going like through a whole bunch of PowerPoint sleepy slides to, all right, now we're in training suits. It's gonna provide explicit instructions for what to do if there was suit airflow or audio malfunction. How they overcame challenges. I can't believe I just hiked up 4,500 feet. And bonded. She had that look in her eyes, and just joy. We talk every day. We've got a group text. This is the best feeling of accomplishment ever. I can't wait to share this with my kids and my wife. I saw the new window SpaceX is constructing for the mission. Kubla is cool looking. Three or four panes of like a, like a, Mc, like a McDonald's bubble window. <laughs> but in a cool way, in like a sci-fi way. <laughs> And nothing in space is easy, okay? There's no part of spacecraft design that is easy or risk-free. My daughter was nervous and anxious about going out there and understanding what's going to happen out there. I can't let my anxiety as a mother prevent her from living her best life. The Challenger accident had happened, and everybody was so excited to see the first teacher in space and watch Krista McAuliffe go up. I don't think about the launch, because when I do, I think about Krista McAuliffe's parents. The image of them that was on every news show, their faces right after. Success is probably the worst thing that can happen to you in the rocket business, because you lose your edge. Every step is its own new step. On the long line of steps that we need to take to get everybody into space. Join me on this journey coming August 31st for Axios. This is what I've been waiting for. I've been training for all of the signs of my life coming together. I'm Miriam Kramer. This is How It Happened, The Next Astronauts. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Cheek and STEM, a message brought to you by the Ad Council. Profile America. 
Tuesday, August 31st. The 1950s may be recalled for many now quaint things, but it was also a decade with antecedents for our current technological pursuits. On this date 66 years ago, William G. Cobb of the General Motors Corporation demonstrated the world's first solar-powered car. This 1955 vehicle didn't take the world by storm because it was a model a mere 15 inches long. A solar-powered car that could actually be driven was unveiled in 1960. It was a 1912 Baker electric car that was fitted with nearly 11,000 individual solar cells on the roof to power the vehicle. Now a fully practical solar-powered car remains a goal. But manufacturing automobiles, mostly powered by internal combustion, is a domestic industry that earns over $104 billion annually. Profile America is in its 25th year as a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. Labor Day weekend is coming up and that means we are doing something very special. It's Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio's Muscular Dystrophy Association Remembrance Weekend. Watch classic performances from the Jerry Lewis years of the MDA Telethon which used to be shown annually on WSJV Channel 28. So Sunday night, join the SME Community Radio staff on our sister station WMMR. IR Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio Facebook page to see the fun. 9 p.m. Sunday to 4.30 p.m. Labor Day. In addition, Friday's Michiana Speak Out show will be devoted 100% to remembering the MDA telethon. Get ready, show strength, make a muscle and help give to the MDA. And this concludes the end of the month edition, August 31st for Michiana Speak Out. We'll be back tomorrow on the beginning of the ninth month of the year. Stay tuned. I'll be talking to Ron Varash on racing that has happened and racing for the Labor Day weekend. Be ready for the MDA special that is coming up on Friday here on SME Community Radio and on WMMR-IR, Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio. Get ready for that special show. You're not going to want to miss it. Take care, guys. Have a good one, as Lynn Gerard would say.